Okay, you guys, for the first time, you get me two weeks in a row as I navigate all the life stages and changes and everything going on in my world. It's going to be a little bit uh, trickier for me to just coordinate interviews and recording days with other people in their schedules. So I'm going to do my best because I think it is one of my favorite things to do when I listen to podcasts is just listen to conversations from people. So I am committed to still bringing that here on I Am Ready. In the meantime, though, while I figure that out with some of the people I've been talking to that I want to invite onto the podcast, uh, you get me again. So I thought today that I would just do truly a really short little episode talking about something not so little, resentments. I honestly feel like it seems like this is something that either more people are like uncovering for themselves, they're willing to talk about more, maybe they're calling it, you know, resentment when they used to call it something else. I don't know, but I just feel like this is something that is coming up more and more. We'll also say that a couple episodes are going to be referenced in here that I'll link in the show notes. But as any of you have regularly, like if you followed me on social media or have been listening to most of these podcast episodes, you know, I've talked about myself being a people pleaser, how many women in general, whether it's kind of family or societal conditioning and, and norms that a lot of women struggle with people pleasing. And so I also wonder if resentments are being brought up more because the, the typically the women who have been operating as people pleasers are starting to decondition and undo some of that. And so now they're willing or, or realizing some of the resentments that have built along the way. So this is what I'm going to say about resentment is I think that resentment is like our own internal authority, right? Our true self, our best self, our unfiltered self, like the whole parts of us, not the parts, you know, like, or maybe it is the parts we kind of like hide or dim the resentment is them like trying to shout from the rooftops hey I'm still in here (laughs) you can pretend I'm not here but I'm still here right so I guess I just really think of it yeah maybe you know you could call it a million different things but the parts of ourselves that we don't allow ourselves to access we keep hidden or shrunk or dimmed and but it's still a part of us and it's still brewing on the inside, whether we're talking about it on the outside or not. And so that's why I think for people pleasers, this is something that can truly build really strongly. We just get very good at numbing, distracting, doing whatever we need to do. We get really good at develop developing our like less than stellar coping, you know, strategies to ignore that voice, to ignore that part of us that is resentful. And it has something to say, but it would rock the boat too much, right? It would, oh, that'll cause, you know, uncle so-and-so to get mad. Ooh, what would my partner think if I showed them that part of myself I've never shown before? That kind of a thing, right? And it was something that, um, here's the second previous episode that I'll link in the show notes to have you guys go back and listen. So the, the, First episode was like people pleasing or abandoning yourself. And the second was my interview with Kelsey Mead. She talked about surrender 
Um, but near the end of our discussion, when I kind of basically said like, so, you know, what advice or where would someone start? Like, what would you say to them? And it was this question that I think is just so powerful that she brought up. And the question was, what aren't you saying? To yourself or others, what aren't you saying? And that is the place where resentment builds. All of those things that are being left unsaid, all of those wants, wishes, dreams, needs that we have that we're not voicing or we're not honoring or we're not listening to is where resentment builds, in my opinion. Right? And even though we logically know, well, you know, so-and-so can't read my mind, right? Like we know that. We know that my partner can't read my mind. So why why would I get all resentful or why would I, you know, have so much tension or animosity inside if I'm not asking for what I need? Well, that's a that's a discussion for another day as far as like what stops us from saying what we want or need to say. But I think that's the place for a lot of people when they're like, gosh, I just, I do, I find myself so irritable or I find myself so bitter or I just am blaming like my, if it's my partner or, you know, someone in my family or a coworker, like I'm blaming someone else a lot. And I just feel like hangry towards them and, and usually bitter and resentful and all these kinds of things. The first place, you know, if, if, you resonate with that and you would you would go back and identify yourself as a people pleaser. I think one of the smartest places to start is what aren't I saying? And journaling it out, type it on the notes app on your phone, bring it up in therapy, whatever you need to do. But it's really to be honest of like, what, what am I holding back on, holding in, numbing, dimming, minimizing, avoiding saying what aren't I admitting to myself what aren't I saying out loud to people and when you can come up with even just a couple things right I'm not telling my partner this I'm not being honest with my sibling or my parent about that I am really minimizing you know this need at work with my supervisor again fill in the blank and when you write it out and you really see the specific, situations, people, places, whatever that you're not speaking up about, chances are there's some level of resentment built in there. And this isn't foolproof. This isn't like a hundred percent of the time, but it is something that I see often enough. It's something that I can definitely identify within myself. Um, and when we've created all these rules and all these reasons and all these barriers, why we can't speak up about something, why we don't voice our opinion or our want or our need about something. And those rules kind of trump our ability to honor ourselves, all parts of us. It's just, it's just an easy place for resentment to start building. And the longer and longer we do it, the more intense and the longer that resentment kind of lists or that burning feeling inside of us that might just kind of snap out of nowhere or comes out. And maybe when we have a couple too many cocktails and we just say what's on our mind, right? That kind of thing. Like we, we repress it enough 
and resentment builds. And then typically it kind of blows up or it comes out sideways in one way or another. Passive aggressive comments, more and more distance in a relationship and really getting disengaged and all these kinds of things. So I bring that up because sometimes people don't have one, the word to label that feeling, right? That burning, stewing, festering, just like, oh, I'm frustrated and I'm irritable and I, I just pissy at the world kind of feeling for a lot of people resentment might be an option of like a word or a label you just haven't been able to like pinpoint thus far secondly if you're like yes resentment that sounds right but like I don't get it I don't know why like so many things are good in my life right or just where is this coming from you know and sometimes we may not even realize we have resentment building until it starts coming out sideways and what that means is like our defense mechanisms, all the ways we try to high and deny it and minimize it, right, have been so strong that we didn't even realize we had resentment building until it comes out. All of a sudden, we just have these bursts of, again, the passive aggressive comments, the the drunken rants, the whatever, okay? So all of a sudden, it might feel like it's coming out of nowhere because you've been working overtime to not acknowledge that you have these resentments. And so for someone that feels kind of lost or confused, I think Kelsey's question is a great one. Like, just what aren't you saying? What aren't you speaking up about? And start there. Journal it out. See where and who and, you know, what what that's about. And from there, you know, what we do about it, again, I think is going to be a different episode, but like, okay, all right. What aren't I saying? Great. I wrote all that down. I realize here's the places it makes sense a little bit, like why these resentments are building. I think the other place that I'm going to say that people can start to explore and look at of like where resentment may be coming from within themselves is where you're not setting or keeping your boundaries right? So maybe you're like, okay, there were a couple things that I realized I'm not really speaking up about. All right, fair. But then you're like, but, but, you know, a couple things, a couple of the major things that I do feel resentful about, like, no, I've told so-and-so I voiced my need. I've said X, you know, and if you're that person where you're like, no, I've said a lot of this, that, you know, whoever it involves, they know um, that this is an issue for me or a need or a desire for me. Then I would look at what boundaries aren't you putting in place or keeping? Because again, then we can kind of have this like, well, I told so-and-so, right? I told my mom that I don't like it when she tells my grandma everything about me. I told her that it's embarrassing or, you know, it hurts my feelings or it's whatever. I told her she knows this is an issue for me and she keeps doing it. Okay. And you do maybe bring it up, you revisit it, you've let her know it's not just a one-time deal, then what kind of boundaries do you need to have in place with your mom in this example, right? Have you tried some boundaries and they maybe haven't worked, so you need to try a different way? Have you set a boundary but struggled to keep it? Because then it, again, it gets really easy to blame the other person. I told her and she just keeps doing it. So kind of the blame and the fault and the anger and that all that energy is at her because she's not listening. She's not respecting me. She's not whatever. And that builds resentment, right? My mom can't be trusted. Again, this is just an example. Okay. And true, you know, if, if someone is aware of something and they aren't honoring it, they don't seem to be 
you know, respecting it or trying to help me to need or anything like that, that is hurtful, a thousand percent, super hurtful. And all the more reason then for you to come in and have some boundaries in place to say, well, mom isn't respecting my wishes. She is, doesn't seem to be helping me with this. She keeps doing the thing that I told her is upsetting to me. Then restricting, you know, or, or strengthening your boundaries in a way that restrict her access to you. And again, this is too hard to like give different examples, but then a stronger boundary is needed because when we have better boundaries in place and reminder, here's the third episode to go back and listen to is with my friend, Stephanie Maine about boundaries. Um, boundaries are intended for you to protect and keep yourself safe. And so if you have a certain relationship or a certain part of your life or a setting or a whatever that continues to just fester and stew and you've got so much internal turmoil and tension and animosity and all this kinds of stuff, then, then getting help and having stronger boundaries is about you protecting you. Because when you have things in place and you keep them, that helps protect you and your entire well-being, mental, emotional, physical, the whole gamut, right? Then there's less like ammunition, so to speak. There's less things being sort of triggered and activated for resentment to build from because I'm cutting off access to these people. Again, this can look that look can look a million different ways. But when I have these better boundaries that are meant to keep me safe, then other people have less access to the things that stir like that trigger me and stir up this resentment. And I know that might sound or like come across like I'm blaming the victim, so to speak, or like I'm saying, so this all falls on you. But at the end of the day, like my mental and emotional well-being is my responsibility. And so even if I've let someone else know they've hurt my feelings, they're doing something that's really upsetting, they're crossing the line. If I allow them to keep doing it, then I'm opening, you know, and then, and then feeling blaming and, and, and bad and resentful about it who who else is who else is going to protect me who else is going to put something in place so that these things that stir up the resentment inside of me are better protected right I hope that makes sense (laughs) I probably have said this on a bunch of different episodes but Um, when I'm just speaking in generalities and I don't have, you know, my own personal example or like a really vague, like client example that I can follow along with. I feel like I talk in circles a lot because I can't just, I can't give. Yeah. Anyways, I hope that that lands because again, or I'll also say for plenty of women, one, if you've been, if you've identified as a people pleaser, that you're so much, you've operated in relationship as you keep the peace, you keep everybody calm. You don't really speak up much. Um, You avoid confrontation and all of that. And yet you can feel this just like, how dare they? Or it's unfair. Or why me? Or, um, you know, they shouldn't or any, whatever. Just having these, again, that internal, like, I'm, I'm, you can't see me, but I'm like, between like your chest and your gut, it's just like this volcano that feels like it could erupt, right? And again, for a long time, you've probably been able to keep it at bay and like keep it at a simmer. Um, 
it needs to come up and out. And that is a lot of times that is resentment building and resentment um, oftentimes is correlated with the ways that we are not honoring our whole self, even the ugly parts. Like this is an example I guess I can give is um, I am an angry crier. And I get frustrated because I'm like, no, I'm not sad. I'm angry. But like anytime if I have tried to really convey, if I am pissed off about something, if something makes me ang- feel angry, I also know that anger is kind of superficial and underneath it is usually like hurt and sadness anyways. But if I'm trying to convey that and I'm really trying to show my anger, um, I usually really damper it down. Like I, I give a very mild version. So if something, something sets me off and pisses me off, my initial reaction might be lots of bleep, 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 bleep. Like I might have that initial and what's playing in my head and the things I would want to say are colorful. And I have that angry energy and it matches how I feel in the moment. Right. When it comes to deliver, you know, if, if addressing the situation is appropriate and I, I go to deliver that angry message. I usually end up waiting so long that the anger fizzles or I modify it in a, in a way to kind of be more convenient or to, you know, I always try to like, um, in my brain, I twist it to be like, well, I, how am I going to deliver this the best so that the other person is going to receive it well, which is important, right? If I'm trying to tell someone that I, a boundary needs to be set or I, if I need to address something in a relationship, like I want to. I do want to deliver it in a way that that person is going to like receive it as best as possible and like listen to what I have to say, right? And yet if the resentment starts to build when I do that over and over and over again and I never fully acknowledge and show and let my angry self out, then I'll start to have this, like, even this general, even if it's not aimed at one person in particular, I start to have this general resentment of like, why the bleep, why the hell do I have to be the calm one all the time? When do I get to spout off? When do I get to like, you know, lose my cool like everyone else does, right? Even though that's kind of a rule I've created for myself. No one told me, I mean, obviously there's situations where, but, but this is a rule I've created for myself. And yet I know that because over time, repeatedly, I have filtered and watered down and or, or completely ignored that full, colorful, angry part of myself, that part of me gets resentful of the role that I have been playing and is sick of it. So again, it may not even be like one individual person. It just means like, I'm just sick of playing this role and I'm sick of everyone expecting this of me. And at the end of the day, I'm the only one that can do anything about it. So yeah, other people may not love it because they've never seen this side of me before, but, it, but I'm, I'm, I'm festering in my own stuff and the rules that I've created for myself are causing me misery. I'm the only one that can do anything about it. So what is being unsaid? Plenty of things, right? And then what do I need to do with boundaries that I haven't laid out or I haven't been keeping? Probably plenty. Or even just saying, guess what? Whoever, (laughs) whoever the lucky people in my life are, guess what? I have this angry side of me and I've been continuing to tell myself that I can't show it because uh, it's bad. It's going to make things worse. You're going to leave me, right? Fill in all the rules. Here's all the rules I've created on why I haven't shown this part of me. But guess what? Like this part of me is 
fuming. And this part of me is so sick of being quiet all of these years. So I'm going to have some stuff to say, and it might look a little different than how you've seen me before. Ooh, fun stuff, right? But that's just, I guess that's a little bit of an example of how even in a broad general way, it can obviously be applied to a couple of relationships, maybe more in particular than others. But like, that's just a theme in my life and kind of how it's looked. And so I can only do anything about it. And I think, again, like these two things for some of you that are like, I don't know if that fits or, you know, again, I haven't had the language to describe resentment before or what it's even all about. Here's how you can check yourself. <laughs> Have you identified as a people pleaser, right? The good girl kind of role in a lot of relationships Two, what aren't you saying? What aren't you speaking up about? in general or in relationships in particular, across the board? And then what boundaries aren't you like putting in place or keeping? And those are, again, not the only places, but those are some good starting, start, oh boy, starting spots to explore and examine how resentment might fit in in those places. Maybe this is one of those where it's like, okay, go do your homework now. But it, it just might get you thinking and exploring and learning a little bit more about yourself and and connecting some dots maybe or just giving yourself some language, right, that you maybe haven't had before. But I just wanted to bring all that up because it is a word that I've just seen a lot more on the internet. It's something I, you know, I'm realizing I maybe haven't used enough with clients to, to give them access to and how it could affect relationships or other parts of their lives or their relationship with themselves, right? All that kind of stuff. So that is it for today. I am going to go try to do all the things as I do still feel like a chicken with my head cut off here a little bit in my, in my life and, and all the changes going on. And now I got to go pick up a kid for the chiropractor. So reach out email, whatever, send me anything you got and what you think about this episode, share it with a friend, rate and review, rate and review, give me a comment, something, tell me if this landed. I love it when you guys reach out to say like perfect timing, or that was so me, or I needed this message or any of that kind of stuff. And then I'm going to try to get some interviews back in the, back in the mix here. That's it for today though. Thank you guys for being here. You're awesome. Until next time. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here and listen to this episode. I know your days are full and there are a million ways that you could be spending your precious time. So just know that you choosing to be here with me doesn't go unnoticed. If you don't want to miss another chance to prioritize yourself and refuel that cup, then hit the subscribe button now so you don't miss a thing. The best way to spread these messages is to share, rate, and review these episodes. I want this podcast to support and nourish you through whatever you're going through in life. Please reach out to me on Instagram at any time at Megan M. Colsing. I'd love to hear from you because my mission is to help support and guide you to that magical and fulfilling life that you deserve. And in case nobody's told you yet today, you matter and you're doing a great job. See you next week.